Hey everyone, welcome to the Balanced Dietitian Podcast. I am your host, Marie-Pierre, and for all my English friends out there, you can call me Marie. I am a registered dietitian with a background in psychology. My passion in life is to help individuals heal their relationship with food and their bodies. If you're tired of dieting and tired of restriction, you are at the right place. I'm hoping that this podcast will help and support you as you heal your own relationship with food and your body and give you the tools, the resources, and the knowledge that you need to finally ditch the diets. Every week, you will be hearing from guest experts and myself on all things food, body, and mind. I am so happy that you're here and I cannot wait to support you on your journey. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope that you are doing so, so well today. Happy mid-April. Man, does it feel good that we are in spring. I know I shared that a few weeks ago, but wow, does it make a difference when we are having more sunlight. I hope that you are doing so very well. I wanted to share a few things with you today before we start this podcast episode. So today we're going to talk about having a guilt-free Easter, talking about holidays. So this will apply to Easter as Easter is coming up next weekend, but this applies to any holidays and family events or friends event and how we can start showing up in our friends and family circles with more, with more authenticity. Uh, but before we get into that, I wanted to share um, like fun news with you um, with the podcast here. It's not something I've shared a lot, but as you may know, I got engaged recently back in January and my partner and I, my fiance and I, which still sounds really freaking weird when I say, have decided to actually get married this summer. So we decided to speed things up for many different reasons including the fact that I want my grandparents to be there. And there's been some health issues in my family recently in their last year. Um, so it was really important for me to maybe do it a little bit faster, but having all the folks that I want there to be there. And that being said, the process of getting the wedding ready has started. And part of that process is dress shopping. And I actually went over the weekend dress shopping and wow, what an experience. First and foremost, I just want to say that it's intense how some of these moments in our life bring back a lot of bodied stuff. And I just want to say that it's so, so okay. I think progress is not linear. And I say that because I think sometimes we're looking to reach this destination with our relationship with food in our body. And we're looking to reach a space where we're like, I am completely healed and all is wonderful. And I don't have to think about this anymore. But I don't think that's the case. Like, I do think we get to a place where we are healed, where we are recovering from diet culture, where things are a lot smoother. And our relationship with food in our body ebbs and flows depending on different seasons that we are in our life. And I think that is part of the continuous, continuous process, right? I see self-love and self-care as being an ongoing practice. And this weekend was such a huge example for me of this exact process of, I consider myself, um, you know, being fully recovered, having a great relationship with food, my body. And the experience of dress shopping is hard. 
The experience of dress shopping and looking at all the mannequins, you're comparing your body to what you saw on the photo. You're trying a bunch of dresses on. My skin is very sensitive. So just the physical discomfort of trying things on and off, um, the mirrors, the lighting, the attention on your body, all of the maybe expectations that we have of our body and what it should or should not look like came flooding back so fast. And I say this because I want to be super transparent with you, right? I don't want to pretend that I never get any body image issues. I don't want to pretend that once you're healed, it's all rainbows and butterflies because truthfully, our relationship to, to our body is, is always evolving. And there's different things in life that happens that lead to different feelings around our body in general. And I think that's okay. And I think that's okay. And I wanted to share, I'm probably going to be doing a podcast episode on this whole like wedding thing. Um, eventually I'm still in the process of it. So I'm still gathering a lot of my own experiences and things that I've been doing that has been really, really helpful for me. Um, so if you're interested in hearing more about that, I'm definitely going to make a, um, a podcast episode about it if you're interested, but what I have to say so far is that I think the part that's really cool is being able to hold different space. And for me, that's a skill that I have learned when I healed my relationship with food, my body, that is, is a skill that I use all of the time. And that was so supportive over the weekend. So trying things on and feeling all sorts of way about my body and knowing that my body is still good and having this deep belief that, you know, this wedding is not about my body and the folks who were there with me, I was there with my family are there for me and to celebrate the love that I have with my partner and that, you know, this dress is not the end all be all. And I do want to feel pretty on my wedding day. And like, what do I feel about that? Like, why do I even want to feel pretty on my wedding day? Like all of these different layers. Um, But ultimately like having that piece of comfort of like, how can I feel my best and feeling my best and looking my best is different right? Of like, I want to, on my wedding day, just feel great. And by that, I mean, I want to feel comfortable. I don't want to wear something that makes me feel uncomfortable. I want to have something I can dance into because I love to dance. And all of those pieces came up as I was trying these dresses on and all the expectations that I had. So I just wanted to share all of this process with you. And again, I'm probably going to do an episode on this because I think it can be super, super relevant on like when we are in these moments that are super vulnerable for our bodies or for ourselves and how do we push through? And I want to say that I am so glad that I have done this work before um, my wedding day. Like I'm so happy that I have had the opportunity, the chance, and I have put the work towards healing my relationship with food in my body because this experience was a thousand times more pleasant because I was able to focus on the experience, on how I want to feel. I was able to let go of a lot of the pressures that I think in the past would have been really difficult for me to deal with. Not once through this process have I believed that my body needed to be different for that day. Not once have I thought that I needed to diet, to restrict, to be different. And that's may sound simple, 
but it's so fucking huge for me <laughs> because I know that a previous version of me, even just five years ago, would have lived this experience extremely differently. And I think this is the power of healing. And this is like got me so re-engaged with my mission of helping you, helping all of my clients have better relationship with foods and their body because we experience life differently when you have a good relationship to food and body. It's just true. Life is just different. And we get to be more present. We get to enjoy life so much more. So I wanted to share that with you today as we begin this podcast, because wow, what an event a wedding planning is. <laughs> How It's just a lot of different layers, Uh, but let me know. So send me a message on Instagram. If you're interested in learning maybe more about the process and like maybe like that piece of like relationship to food and body and the process of getting married and all the different pieces, like I'd be really, really happy to do a podcast episode on what has helped me so far and maybe the tools that I have put into place throughout this time to really protect myself, my energy, and ultimately um, continue to foster a good relationship with food and my body. So let me know if that's something that you're interested in hearing. Okay, now let's get to this episode. This was a long intro. Today, I wanted to talk about um, Easter and having like a guilt-free Easter time or family time, or if you don't celebrate Easter, like this may be a podcast to come back to in the future when you have maybe gatherings with family or friends. Um, And I wanted to talk about this because, um, I mean, Easter is coming and Easter is often celebrated with um, food. (laughs) I know here, um, I come from a very French Canadian family. Food is a huge part of Easter, not just the chocolate part of things, but the meals that we tend to have, um, we typically do like a sugar sugar shack meal Um, and there's just more food. The whole day is revolving around food. Then there's a lot of chocolate, like all of it is there together. So I wanted to talk a little bit about how we can enjoy this holiday guilt-free. And the first and foremost is like the preparation of it. So I always see a lot of the events in our life, a lot of the foods event in our life as a before, during, and after. So I'm going to talk about the three phases and how we can make the best of holidays or gatherings when we are with other people. So Before the fact, before we go to an event or holiday, or for example, this weekend, the first thing I will always say, and this is like my diet, I'm putting my dietitian hat on is eating enough. We do not want to restrict for an event. We do not want to put ourselves in a, in a place where we are overly hungry before we get to this space. And just overall, right? Like we don't want to spend the week restricting before we go to an event because we are going to be more likely to not be able to listen to our cues and not be able to respect our satiety when we are too hungry. So first and foremost, before any event, continue to nourish yourself. Make sure that your day-to-day nutrition makes you feel safe, right? That it is enough for your body. Like that will always be the first thing. The second piece of things is really that piece around relationship with food. Can we check in on what stories are we telling ourselves about the food that may be present during the weekend? Do we have thoughts around this will be a cheat day weekend or those are awful foods that we have or they're so unhealthy foods or my family always picks the like blah, blah food, the calorie foods or whatever, the blah, blah foods. (laughs) Um, 
try to ask yourself those questions. Like what stories am I telling myself about that event, about the food that will be present? And this is where we can proactively start doing maybe some reframes, right? Trying to find some food neutrality of like, no, all foods do fit. And I get to have those foods. I have permission to eat those foods, right? They are not bad foods. This is not a cheat day, freaking cheat days. You can go listen to the podcast on cheat days, um, but they are not cheat days. Um, and we just get to eat those foods and we have the permission to eat those foods. Now, the second piece about, or the second piece, the third thing that we want to do proactively is setting boundaries if need be. Depending on who will be there, maybe you'll have some triggering people there that we may want to set boundaries with, right? And we can do this proactively. Maybe it's folks that you haven't seen in a long time. Maybe it's folks that you used to talk about food and diet. Like it could be a really cool thing to talk to your family about, you know, your boundaries in terms of, is there topics we don't want to talk about, right? We can let our family know like, Hey, really excited to see you over the weekend. Um, I have been working on my relationship with food, and my body. I would love if we just didn't talk about weight, weight loss or anything like that. Like, I really want to enjoy my time with you. However, when we speak about these things, it always leaves me feeling off when I leave the conversation, you know, something along those lines. And if you have hard time with boundaries, like reach out to a provider. Like if you have a therapist um, or you're part of like a program, if you're in the balance program, let me know, we'll work through it together. Um, but this is part of the work, right? Like we want to make sure that you're going to be in a safe space, right? that you're going to be feeling okay when we go. And part of those boundaries can be there. If you can't do it proactively, we can also do it reactively when we are there again, making sure that we are just setting ourselves up and um, to have a good time. Now, the last thing I would say before the actual event, before the holiday, um, actually there's two more things. What I would say is um, visualizing and setting the intentions of why am I going there, right? I love to do that before. And even right now, like now that I have a good relationship with food, visualization and intention is something that I continue to do every time I do something um, out of my routine, right? So for example, for us, we're going to have dinner with my grandparents, And the intention will be to spend time with them, to connect with my grandparents, help my grandma cook in the kitchen um, and spend time with her. My intention will be to laugh with my grandpa and make jokes because he's a big jokester, right? My intention will really be deep into connection in my family, right? And when we set these intentions, we can make the best out of those experiences, especially when they are really revolving around food and it may be increasing a lot of anxiety that we may have around that event. If we can think about the intentions of the day, like I'm going there and we're going to have a meal together. And like, what does that mean to me? How would I like to experience that meal? Right. I want for me when I'm there, like I want to be able to enjoy food and I want to be able to respect my satiety. I want to be able to stay present and not be in my head right? So setting those goals can be really important. And then the last piece I'm going to say is depending where you are in your healing journey, you can always bring some foods with you. And I'm not saying like meal prep your food and bring a little container with you. No, like that, it would be a red flag. I'm talking about like, if you're doing a potluck or someone else is cooking, maybe bring some of your safe foods, foods that you know, you like, you know, that you enjoy, and that maybe provide a little bit of safeness for you. 
right? I used to do that at the beginning um, of my journey as well when a lot of the foods that were there were maybe more of my trigger foods, I would bring maybe a huge salad for everybody to have, or I'd bring an appetizer that I really loved. Um, And it made the food experience a little bit more enjoyable for me in those moments. So that's something that you can think about too, to see if that would help. Now, during um, the actual meal, during the event, there's a few things here we want to do as well. One of the first things that we can do um, is, again, trying to ground ourselves and remembering the intention of that day, that meal, that event, right? Really trying to anchor ourselves in that intention of what the things that we want to feel, how we want to experience the event. It can be easy for us to get into our heads, depending on how we are. Again, this is all depending on how our relationship to food is right now. But it is easy, right, to start getting into your head of like, oh, my God, there's so much food. I shouldn't eat this. I shouldn't eat that. Oh, I didn't plan to have this. Like, this is more than I thought. Um, Whatever the case may be. And trying as much as we can to come back to our body. Take a moment. Take a step back. Right? I love to have different types of coping skills or different things that we can do to help ourselves ground ourselves. If we can bring awareness to those events and just always kind of check in of like, how am I feeling about this? Like, is this good for me? Is this not good for me? Right. During the event, we may also want to be a little bit more mindful of our cues, right? We are most likely more distracted when we are with other people and eating with other people, um, which is okay, 100% okay. And checking in can be really important, right? So making sure that during the meal, um, maybe we're taking a break, we're checking in, how do I feel? Do I want more? Do I need more? Am I still enjoying this? Yes. Okay, great. Let's continue. Let's continue to enjoy it. When we feel good, that we can pause. We can wait, we can stop and just trying as much as we can to stay um, in tune with what we want, right? And that in itself can be a boundary too of like when we are with family, like we get to stop when we are full. And I know that can be really hard and I don't know, like I'd love for you to connect with me on IG and let me know like how your experience is, but some of our families can be very pushy with food, (laughs) right? Especially if it's all homemade and they want you to try all of the foods all of the time, but just know that you do have permission to say no um, and listen to your body, right? Or say, Hey, I'll have that later. I'll try this later. Actually, you know what? I'm very full right now. I will try that later, right? Give yourself the permission to choose and not feel like you have to, right? Um, and then after the event itself, we want to do a check-in on how we are feeling. Oftentimes, if we know that those events are maybe a little bit more triggering, we just want to make sure that we may have like a self-care plan for after that event. And this, again, can look very different for everybody. Um, it could be going for a walk with your loved ones after. It could be playing a board game with your loved ones, maybe having a distraction activity, but really checking into your emotional self, right? Especially if maybe you did overeat, right? Which happens to all of us, all humans do it, um, especially in events like that. Giving yourself that compassion of like, it is okay. And I like me having eaten eight past point of satiety is fine. I am fine. My body is fine. Now, what can I do to take care of myself, right? So trying to stay in that piece of self-care, of like, it is okay. It is okay. Give yourself space and grace to know that that does happen and you're still okay. And your body is still okay. 
All right. I hope that this was helpful and try to see it in phases of the things that we can do to try to enjoy it more. Ultimately, the biggest thing that we can do, and I know you won't necessarily do this before the weekend, is doing the work to heal your relationship with food and your body overall. Right. I think that there's so many of these tips that we can do, like as I mean, we're going through the days, but putting in the work to truly heal your relationship with food in your body is what's going to be more helpful. Because once we have a really good relationship to food in our body, all of these things are so much more um, easy. It's easier, right, to get through events. But if our relationship to food and to our body is not ideal, it's maybe still very heavy, maybe still very difficult. It makes a lot of sense that an event that revolves around food with other people can be really, really difficult. So also give yourself some space and grace here. And maybe this is a great moment to check in and be like, am I ready to do some of this work? Right. And if you are like one man, I believe that it's the most impactful work you can do. And I'm biased because it has been for me the most impactful work I have done. Healing my relationship with food and my body has been extremely life changing for me and all of my clients. So from my perspective, I think it's the best thing we can do for ourselves. And if you are ready, definitely reach out. If you're ready to take that next step, I'm here to support you or to direct you in the right direction. Um, because again, I think you're so deserving of that and just enjoying every moment that life has to offer us. On that note, my friend, I hope that you will have a wonderful Easter. And I hope that you're going to, if you celebrate Easter, I hope you're going to have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week. Please don't hesitate to connect with me on Instagram. Let me know if you want to hear more about my whole wedding planning experience. And let me know how your weekend goes, how your holidays goes. I always love to connect with you over on Instagram. And if you have been enjoying the Balanced Dietitian podcast, first of all, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening in with me every week. If this is your first podcast with me, welcome to the show. I'm really happy that you're here. And if you have 64 seconds, I would love, 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 love if you took the time to go rate this podcast episode. Um, This means so much to me. It helps us rank higher in the podcast world, which to me means really nothing. But what it actually does is it helps people learn more about our podcast. So the more your podcast ranks, the more Apple will say like, cool, this is a valuable podcast that more people need to hear. And I really believe that this message needs to be heard um, a little bit more than it is right now. So if you agree, please be sure that you leave us a rating and review. And on that note, I hope that you have a wonderful week and I will catch you in the next episode.